Okay, my name is Kate, if I have not met you before, and thought we could start with prayer. So join me. God of the entire universe, you have created everything in and through Jesus Christ. And through your spirit, you breathe life and breath into everything. I pray that this morning you would teach us how to receive your breath. Teach us how to pray so that we can bring your living presence to the people that we meet in the places that we go. Amen. So we've been in the midst of this sermon series on presence and practice. And we've been hearing all these really exciting and deep truths about experiencing God's presence in practices like reconciliation and hospitality, and we're gonna hear about being with the least of these and being with children. And if you're like me, I think a lot of us say, wow, that sounds amazing. I wanna be a part of doing that. But where do I start? How do I get there? God can be pretty overwhelming. The work of the kingdom can be pretty overwhelming. And we don't always know what to do when we show up somewhere. And even when we do know what to do, we don't always know how to do it or if we can. But God, of course, knows all of this about us. And God is merciful. Think about in Matthew when Jesus is with the disciples up on the mountain. And Jesus is on a roll. He's just talking about everything that the kingdom will be. And I just imagine the disciples are hearing all of this about what the kingdom is like and how hard it's going to be to enter it. And they're seeing this crowd that's around and thinking, oh my gosh, they're all watching and listening in. And wow, Jesus, that sounds really beautiful. And I want to be a part of that, but it sounds really hard. And do you remember who we are? I mean, we're just your average people, fishermen, tax collectors. How are we going to do what you're telling us to do? How are we going to be able to practice the presence of the kingdom of God here and now? And if we fail, aren't all these people going to see us? And if they weren't thinking this, it's okay. I'm just imagining here. But if they were thinking this, I imagine that Jesus just cuts them off. He says, hey, don't panic. Don't worry. You don't have to get it just right. You don't have to impress me or other people with your perfect phrases or your perfect theology or your perfect practice. That's not the way into the kingdom. Jesus is so merciful. He looks at the disciples and he gives them a better way. He says, I'm going to teach you how to pray. So pray like this, he says. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I love that Jesus does this. In the midst of all of this teaching and learning and walking and healing and traveling around, Jesus stops everything. 
and gives the disciples something to hold on to, something to give shape to all this good and overwhelming news about the kingdom. He gives them a place to start. I love this because if you know me, I am a scatterbrain and I need things to hold on to. Now, if we remember back to Chris's first sermon on this series, we remember that God is always doing this kind of thing, showing up in these various shape-shifting forms. We looked in scripture and saw God dwelling in a garden, a family, a wilderness, a pillar of smoke, a tent, temple. Abraham Heschel adds to this list the element of time. He says, God inhabits time and dwells in a sanctuary in time on the Sabbath day. He calls this day an architecture in time and space where we're invited into God's presence, where we remember our adjacency to eternity and we learn whom to praise. And then of course, with this list, there's the climactic point. God takes on the form of a human body God comes in flesh, walking and talking and healing and breathing and praying in time and space. God comes in a shape and reshapes our imagination of who God is, of who we are, and what the kingdom is like. But this, this, the disciples did not really get all of this about Jesus. They didn't understand yet. They walked with him and they learned from him, but at this point up on the mountain, they're just still trying to figure out who the heck this guy is. They don't really understand that Jesus is God dwelling in their midst. Robert Capon writes, the kingdom of God, the ascension insists, does not come about because of what the world does to itself nor even in any obvious sense because of what God does to the world. Rather, the kingdom already exists in the king himself. And when he ascends, the whole world goes with him. You see, it wasn't until the resurrection and the ascension that people really started to understand that Jesus was God all along. This is why Paul, speaking from a place of immense suffering, tells the Philippians that he's considered everything a loss compared to the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus the Lord through his death and through his resurrection. Only because God raised Jesus from the dead and exalted him as Lord over heaven and earth do we see that God is not only in our presence, but that we have been gathered up into God's living presence itself. Only here do we find the calm, the strength, the joy to participate in and even suffer for the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. This is why Jesus gives the disciples and us this prayer. It's a short prayer. Jesus could be pretty wordy. This is a short one. It's a prayer that gives shape to our many worries and our questions, and our doubts, and all our words. It reminds us who God is, Christ Jesus, the Lord of heaven and earth, and who we are, the new creation gathered up together with friends and enemies and average people 
in Christ Jesus, in the King. And as we pray this prayer, we remember that the kingdom has already come in the King, in whom we live and breathe and have our being, in whom we pray. So if this doesn't make any sense, that's okay, because I've come to find that prayer is a mystery and it's much better done in practice. So for the second half of our time together, we're going to practice praying. Um, we're gonna allow this prayer, the Lord's Prayer, to give shape to us as a church and to us in ourselves. But it's gonna require some shape-shifting and some moving around. So the reason I had you all gather closely is because we're gonna do the first station of prayer here together in this room. And we're gonna be looking at Philippians 2, 6 through 11, meditating on who the Father is. Then we're gonna divide up into three groups and I've recruited a number of people from our community to help lead these groups. One group is gonna read the first line of this, uh, sorry, the second portion of our prayer um, in the godly playroom with Meg and Joe and the children praying, your kingdom come, your will be done. And we're gonna experience there that the kingdom of God belongs to children and let them lead us into the kingdom. The second group is gonna meet in the garden um, with Nan and Devin, and we're gonna be praying there on earth as it is in heaven, give us this day our daily bread. And the third group is gonna stay right here in the sanctuary with Nate and Elizabeth praying through forgiveness and reconciliation. And then at the end of our time, we're all gonna gather back in here together and conclude our prayer in the prayers of the people, which we do each week. So <clears throat> you'll, ha you'll get to choose which group you're going to, so, but we're gonna start here so you have a minute to think about it. Um, and if you, once we go through this Philippians part, we'll all get up together and you can just uh, follow Nan and Devin. Nan, can you raise your hand? And Devin, follow them to the garden. They're gonna help you go through this prayer with some garlic planting, and if it's not raining. Um, and then if you are going to the Godly Playroom, Sarah has volunteered to take people over there. And then if you're staying here, you can just stay here. Um, so we're gonna look at this Philippians passage. And to start our prayer, if you are a scatterbrained person like myself, or if you just have a hard time focusing in prayer, which I think a lot of people do. A good place to start, I found, is just meditating on some scripture and thinking about who is God in this passage. So Philippians 2 is really great because Paul tells us exactly who God is in this very short um, section. And he starts out the passage by saying, let your mind be in, let the same mind be in you that is also in Christ. And by mind, he means let the same whole way of being be in you. So I'm gonna say that part, let the same way of being be in you. And then Sarah's gonna go ahead and read from where she is, the Philippians passage. So you can just listen along and let this shape the way that we go out into the rest of our prayer groups. 
And after she reads, I'm going to say it one more time, and we're all going to read it together. So let the same mind, the same way of being, be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Though he was in form of God, he did not consider being equal with God something to exploit. But he emptied himself by taking the form of a slave and by becoming like human beings. When he found himself in the form of a human, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God highly honored him and gave him a name above all names, so that at the name of Jesus, everyone in heaven, on earth, and under the earth might bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. And now we'll pray together. Let the same mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Though he was in the form of God, he did not consider being equal with God something to exploit. But he energy himself by taking the form of a slave and by becoming like human beings. When he found himself in the form of a human, he humbled himself by becoming obedient. Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God. 